Hey, welcome to Earhopper Presents Let's Talk About Taco Podcast on SoundCloud, soon to be iTunes, soon to be worldwide. Today we're talking with Brian Singer, artist extraordinaire, about belief. Enjoy. All right, welcome to Let's Talk About. And today's topic is belief. And I have with me Brian Singer, uh, a man I met some years ago working at a technology company here in California. Uh, Brian does a ton of uh, amazing art. Uh, and right now he is doing art with Bibles. Should I say that's the latest, greatest thing? I'm doing a lot of work with books, yeah. With and books. Bibles, Bibles are books. Bibles seem to be a, a theme, which is part of why I wanted to talk to you about belief. Mm-hmm. Um, we just polished off uh, six tacos. So many tacos. We probably could have done six more. Uh, they're the little dollar tacos. They're delicious. They are very good. Um, but but let, let's just jump right into it. Um, one of the things Brian and I were just talking about uh, is the idea of when you're making art and you're considering yourself an artist, um, what the sort of the background of the artist has to do with the art. And Brian has uh, stuff. Did you say Santa Fe? Oh, um, <clears throat> yeah. No, I, there's there's a gallery in Santa Fe that uh, called GF Contemporary that is currently uh, selling some of my work. Mm. I think it might be a newer phenomenon for people to have instant access to uh, the background of a musician, an artist, an actor. Um, and I'm only thinking of that, like, when I think about, like, when I was growing up um, in the 80s and 90s, it was fairly rare that I knew anything about the people creating the art except the fact that I liked the song or I liked the movie or I liked the actor it was just the art form. It was just the music. It was just the movie. It was whatever it was. It existed in and of itself. Yeah. Do uh, I like it? Do I not like it? But now, I mean, how often am I watching a movie and I'm pulling out my phone and I'm like, oh, this actor, what is this actor's name? And I'm going on IMDb or Wikipedia. And there's this whole new, There's it's, it's almost, I think, uh, a fairly new phenomenon where people have... Uh, this instant access to the the background, the story. I think there there's there's I mean I mean the web, uh, the internet's definitely changed the availability of information for people. I mean when I was looking for a job my first time out of college, mm-hmm. um, you know I was looking in the yellow pages. I was well not I was looking in the classifieds, <laughs> but like the yellow page I looked in the yellow pages for fucking design firms to try to figure out who the design firms were in the Bay Area. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Cupertino. Okay. So you're Um, local-ish. Local-ish, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, I mean, that was, you know, Mm -hmm. pre-internet. We have so much access to information now, and particularly in the art world. I mean, it's a a profession that is um, difficult to to assign tangible value to, Mm -hmm. meaning that, like, okay, so there's that thing on the wall over there. Is it worth $200, $2,000, $20,000, $2 million? Mm -hmm. I mean, the only difference tends to be um, what other people say it's worth. Mm-hmm. And so I think the backstory, mm-hmm. the um, what was the intent, where did the artist come from, what is the work about, uh, starts to play a larger role. Mm-hmm. So uh, at least in the art world, I think that it's important to understand who the person is making the work and why they made it. Mm-hmm. What I, To me, like I'm thinking about when DVDs first came out, and you get the DVD and it had all this bonus bonus footage. The commentary, yeah. The commentary. Have you, you ever could... watched the commentary? Uh, occasionally. Really? I mean, when, when never, it first came out. I've never watched the commentary. I mean, I have certain <laughs> things. Blade Runner. 
Like one of uh, my favorite films of all time. And my friend had the big ass laser disc of Blade Runner. Uh, we had a laser disc player growing up. Yeah, laser yeah. disc. Michael that, Jackson's think, thriller. That might have been when it started, uh, where there's all this extra shit that is somehow auxiliary to the art that mm-hmm. you're watching, but not necessarily needed. But it's like it's like backup material. It's like yeah. for people that are truly fans, like there is there. There's more to the story than what you're seeing on the film. Right. I'm a sucker for those like clinkbait, uh, clink, clickbait. Clinkbait. I think we need to make <laughs> yeah. that a term for something. Dot com. Um, <laughs> the clickbait articles where they're like, you know, the, the the shit you didn't know about this movie, mm-hmm. and then you read all the little like like things that happened in the movie, and like I love that, especially for movies that I liked. Sure. And you hear all the backstory about like so and so showed up drunk on the set, and. You, I don't know. For whatever reason, I actually enjoy it. So, so not to uh, to get back. Our theme is belief. Yes. So, sorry. <laughs> no, that's there's nothing to apologize <laughs> for because in my mind, when I think about the first time I saw, uh, actually, I'll go back a little farther. I'll go back to when I was 14 <laughs> and I went to um, Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. And they put you in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Yes. In front of the blue screen. Back when it was a blue screen before it became a green screen. And you realize you're seeing how the sausage is made. And the mm-hmm. belief that there's this magic that happens uh, in Hollywood and going to the movies and that feeling I had when I was, you know, 10 years old watching Empire Strikes Back, it kind of gets – it's eroded a bit. Well, I mean, have you ever watched those videos of how your tacos are made? <laughs> like, no, seriously. Like, the videos of how meat is processed? Sure. I mean, I'm not a vegetarian. I have respect for vegetarians. 100%. Like, it's not it's not something you want to see. And while I like more information, I like the backstory sometimes, mm-hmm. I don't know that I want to see how, you know, the, the abs were photoshopped or, you know, video photoshopped onto the people in the movie 300. Right. Because there's no way that many people had abs like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that said... Um, I don't know that it ruined. I mean, there are people that want to dig that deep, and maybe right. it's maybe it's good for them. Do you think? So I think about uh, I think about my first moment uh, when I had put a my tooth under the pillow. I was six or seven. Oh yeah, the tooth fairy, and my mom wrote me a note as the tooth fairy, and I recognized her handwriting. Mm-hmm. And the next day, I said, I basically called her out on bullshit. I said, "There's no tooth fairy." Is, is there no Santa Claus? It led down. It was the whole road. My whole belief system just got pummeled because of this one moment where I had, I saw that crack. See, this is where you failed. Because <laughs> um, <clears throat> I didn't stick it out and like lie and be like, I need that money from those teeth. No, you should have milked it for all. Like, so, <laughs> I mean, this is the story of life, right? You You go through life and you understand that the system's stupid or rigged or not in your favor or a bunch of crap. Uh, The things that people say are not often true. They're just to get what they want. And your job is to milk that for all it's worth. So you should have been like, oh, my God, the tooth fairy gave me a dollar. I sure could have used two dollars. Well, you're ahead of me. I didn't have that mind yet. Well, (laughs) no, I've I've, no, this has really only happened in the last few years that I've really realized that the tooth fairy was, you know. (laughs) You're, you've still been putting teeth underneath your pillow and waiting. What are you going to do with them? Put them in a jar? Where do they go? Well, speaking of doing things, um, so your art uh, right now, as we said, mm-hmm. is you're taking old old Bibles, new Bibles. How do you find these Bibles that you're 
making art with. I've been uh, I've been buying a lot of Bibles. People that come into the studio are like, why do you have so many Bibles? Um, and um, it's just a fascinating book to work with as far as content for uh, the creation of art. Um, so I find them on eBay. Mm-hmm. A lot of times if you're looking for something older or more antique looking, um, and I go to a lot of the book sales hoping that uh, Bibles will show up. Sure. But I've been doing a lot of pieces that involve um, uh, like word frequency or word pairings. Um, and I do a lot of redaction. So, for example, um, I have a piece called Nine Unicorns, which is essentially the uh, nine instances of the word unicorn that show up in the Bible. The word unicorn is in the Bible? Unicorns, I have learned something today. <clears throat> unicorns are in the Bible nine times, uh, the King James Version of the Bible. And that's pretty much what I work with. And uh, most people are pretty, like, surprised to see it. They're like, wait, what? Wait, what? Uh, and I'm like, well, so you know it's true, right? Um, and then, you know, a whole discussion ensues. Um, it's never, it's never like John was riding a unicorn. It's, it's always, um, the strength of the unicorn's horn or something like that. Mm. Um, but just finding the word in the Bible itself was interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So I, I do things like that. Um, I'll do things while I'll, I'll redact, which means basically crossing out every line of a Bible, all, yeah, I don't know, 1500 pages of it. And, um, except for instances of the word gold or instances of the word faith, mm. to see how many times they show up. Mm-hmm. Turns out that there's more gold in the Bible than there is faith. Mm. Um, and this is all based on like watching like the New York Times dissect politician speeches sure. and say, he said war on terror this many times. You know how they like analyze based yeah. on word frequency? Um, that's where it was born, and I just sort of applied it to a historical text that's mm-hmm. you know definitely uh, uh, powerful and, and charged in its uh, uh, impact on pretty much the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I follow projects around that. I do word pairings. Um, <clears throat> a, a recent piece was um, just basically large words that were all the gold, made out of the gold edges of Bibles, mm-hmm. the gilded edges, and uh, the Bible paper. And it was just the word pray next to the word pray. Mm-hmm. And it was P-R-A-Y and P-R-E-Y. Mm-hmm. So things like that. What uh, were you raised in a religious household? Can I ask you that? Is that a oh safe, sure yeah no I was I, I was raised in the absence of uh, of of any religion. Mm. Um, in fact, kind of a lack of religion. I didn't quite understand religion at all because it was not taught to me. Um, when I went to college in the dorms, uh, like on our floor, we would <clears throat> there was like somebody from every sort of religious background, okay. and we'd sit in the common area, and they would sit there and debate religion, and I'd raise my hand and be like, okay, pause for a second. I don't, I have no knowledge of any of this, really. Um, can you explain to me why you know you're right? Mm. And Great. a person from one background would say, blah, 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 I know I'm right. A person next to them would say, blah, 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 I know I'm right. Mm-hmm. And the next person would say, and they'd go around, the, and I was like, you, you guys realize you can't all be right. <laughs> so, like, all of you are wrong except for one, maybe. maybe. Um, so, for me, it was, like, a really interesting experience to, to, think about faith in general mm-hmm. and how people put their faith in certain things mm-hmm. and having grown up having none of that yeah um it was sort of eye-opening for me it's uh first of all let me say i don't think i've ever talked to someone that was raised with no religion i think you're the first person really most i think everyone that uh, now i shouldn't say that i've probably talked to people that were raised without religion but we never got there but most of the people i've talked to about that have had some background, um, some dogma that, you know, mm-hmm. somehow related to their upbringing. Yeah. So to hear you say I had nothing. 
I went to church like maybe twice, mm-hmm. and it was with another family. One was for like a Buddhist church and their ritual, and mm-hmm. one um, I dated a girl in high school, and we went to an Easter celebration at her church. Mm-hmm. And but that was like all the church I got. Right. Um, so it's really interesting when you're not told what to believe, mm-hmm. how you might come about to trying to believe something or yeah. not believing something. So. Like, did your parents ever say, like, did your family ever say to you, listen, we're not religious? Like, did they ever have the, like, the con- the sex conversation, but about religion? <laughs> did they ever say, listen, Brian, we know you're going to meet people that are Jews or Catholics or, or Buddhists. I don't think communication was a strong point of my family. <laughs> Um, Are you sure they weren't Catholic? No, my I believe my, my the, the totality of my sex education was walking into my bedroom one day and seeing a book on my bed. That I think it was called "Changing Minds, Changing Bodies," hmm. um, and that was pretty much all the discussion there was about sex ed. So religion, we didn't right. we didn't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just something for me to like. Kids at school would talk about God. I'm like, what's God? Um, mm-hmm. And I so I sort of got. You know, I sort of understood the concept of it, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't understand the differences between like all the various religions, like like Baptist versus Lutheran sure. versus you know all of these other things. I'm like, oh, well, well, wait, how many gods are there? Oh, there's one. Fifty Shades of Jesus. Pr- kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, that was like totally. So I always ask questions. I'm like, I'm not trying to be a dick. I just want to like, sure. W- you're Baptist. What does that mean? Because mm-hmm. I don't, I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I have friends in my life who uh, were raised a certain religion, and then it was college where they met people of other religions for the first time, and um, in some spaces, uh, in some of those conversations I've had with them, they never thought about anyone believing anything else. Like they thought the belief system that they were raised with is what everyone believed. So the, the the shock for them was that people believed different things. Oh, Whereas my God. What, yeah. what you're sitting here <laughs> saying is you were raised without, like, was there, uh, I'm sorry, this is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment, like, while you were, like, growing up where you're like, I need to think about, like, the afterlife or, like, why the fuck I'm here? Like, did you have any of those moments that religion tend to, like, uh, quell for people? Like, did you have those moments like can you recall I, I can't about it I can't recall ever like specifically trying to find faith in in like my own personal like belief system mm-hmm. I definitely as a kid prayed to God quote unquote mm-hmm. for things I wanted sure um, and, and for whatever reason I was trained into that's the behavior when you want something people always Oh please God, let this happen. They talk to the to the space. They they, they talk to the space in in the space control things, which also led me down this path of like, you know, you ever see boxers and there's a boxing match and afterwards the first person they thank is God, right. and I'm thinking like, is the other person also thanking God for making them lose? <laughs> like, because God clearly made you lose. Right. Like right. God had a choice and God decided you're the loser. Right. So you should thank God for that. Um, you know, I so I I never was on a quest for yeah. um, finding the belief. But I, I I feel like as a young kid, for whatever reason, I'd sit there and I, I would like pray to God mm. because I thought that was what um, you were supposed to do to get stuff you wanted. Yeah. Weird. Santa, Santa Claus and God. Also the same person. The white bearded whatever. Yes. In a wrestling match. I mean, who knows who wins? I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, we don't know. I mean, what is God? It well, might be Santa. <laughs> God is Santa. God has gifts. I think that um, it's funny to think about, like, uh, where I grew up. I grew up in western Pennsylvania, and I mostly knew Christians, but they fought about Christianity. Mm-hmm. It wasn't – I remember the first time I met a Jew, I was a senior in high school. I went away to this thing, and I met a Jewish girl, and she was cute, and she liked good music, and she was smart, and we made out. And she said, you're the first non-Jew I ever made out with. And I didn't even know what to think at that point because in my mind, I'm like, you're the first non-Christian I've ever met. You're the only Jew I'd ever met. And we had this moment where we had this Pennsylvania moment where uh, neither – I don't think either one of us understood that there was a whole wide world of belief out there. I mean isn't that how a lot of people are raised to believe that – Whatever they're being told is the truth. Right. There's no other alternative opinions or theories out there. And, I mean, that's fine. I mean, you know, I grew up the way I did. Other people grew up the way they did. Um, I do think that I, – well, I hope that most people at some point experience that uh, re- revelation that there are other religions out there mm-hmm. and do a little bit of exploration around what that means. Mm-hmm. I mean, not to stereotype because I am, but – here you are, Northern California, already ahead of what I would look at as the curve of how we got here. Uh, it's only in the big urban areas that I meet people that are either raised without religion or are already atheists. I've met people since I've moved to California. Well, when I moved to New York City, I met these people too, that uh, they were atheists before it was cool. Mm-hmm. They're like, listen, there's no this all this shit. I don't know what you're talking. Did you about. call them the mods in high school? Mod? No, <laughs> I didn't know any. Okay. Uh, the closest thing I think I came to in high school were the gay kids who I was friends with, because mm-hmm. the gay kids were like, "Why the fuck are we being ostracized?" And they were trying to fit into a Christian model that rejected them, mm-hmm. and they were the first ones to question, "Hey, listen, like." I'm a Christian and I'm gay, but because I'm gay, they're telling me I can't be a Christian. You know, that was mm-hmm. for me yeah. because I grew up in such a heavy uh, Jesus area. That was the hardest thing. And being an artist and, you know, being in a choir and, and acting and theater and all these things. Well, I, I mean, I, I do think that a lot of uh, alternative opinions come from exposure to new things. Mm-hmm. And I think what happens in a lot of the metropolitan areas, the bigger cities, essentially, mm-hmm. is you get exposed to different people. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many um, how many people, like, grew up racist because that's how their family was mm-hmm. and then are exposed to uh, Hispanics, African-Americans, uh, Asians, and realize, oh, shit, these are just normal people. These are my friends. We right. play soccer together. Right. Um, and then all that racism doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but it only comes from the exposure. Otherwise, they're just stories people told you about some other people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're afraid of the Muslims because the Muslims, quote, I'm making quote unquotes right now. Um, air quotes. Air quotes. Brian did air quotes. <clears throat> um, and we're going to ban people from those uh, from entering our country uh, that come from heavily Muslim countries. Like mm-hmm. that seems a little bit silly to me. Mm-hmm. And 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 based on probably the fact that people just haven't been exposed to that Muslims are just normal people like you and me go to work, want to raise their kids, you know, have to cook dinner. Um, but because the lack of the exposure, people have like fears about 
mm-hmm. is, you know, other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, I, I mean, I, I think I made a Facebook post about this a while back. I'm like, I, I think the solution to all of this shit that's going on is like, pick up every single person that lives in the country, shuffle them randomly, put them back down. Mm. I mean, talk about like forced desegregation. Yeah. I mean, like people will learn that everyone's just another human being Mm -hmm. with a different background. But without that, we're going to live in our little like, you know, isolated, uh, you know, I don't know what to call it without being rude. No, sure. Um, Areas, bubbles. Bubbles. I mean, (laughs) yeah, bubbles. Okay. But think about like that would be ideal. Sure. We get we shake everybody up. But so much of who we become, which goes back to California guy raised mm-hmm. without religion, there if there was someone that was an atheist or an agnostic person that I grew up with, I never knew who they were. Mm-hmm. I, there was no exposure to Interesting. that. And the idea, the, the belief system that I was raised with was this, you know, God, country, whatever kind of, you know, uh, bullet-pointed list. Um, God, country, family, McDonald's. Sure. McDonald's was probably above family, I think, at some point. But I think, and this goes back to the whole technology thing, which I mentioned earlier about, like, you're just, you know the background now. We're in this space where um, most people can look up the same information. True. Um, I, I, I'm going to go on a little rant about technology. Go for um, it. Because, you know, there, there, was this whole, there was this whole, like, um, backlash about Facebook and um, um, the fake news thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't actually think fake news – well, okay, fake news is a problem because people don't do research anymore. However, I think the bigger problem facing Facebook or some of the other, like, ways in which we get news is that all of those ecosystems are targeted to – uh, increase engagement, hmm. meaning um, if I'm hating stuff on Facebook, Facebook, the algorithm, I'm guessing, um, decides that they shouldn't show me that stuff anymore because it makes me angry. I have higher engagement, more likes, more comments with co- uh, with content that I agree with. Mm-hmm. So everything I see in my feed right now is all like angry against Trump and angry against how silly the Republicans are. And, and I get that. But the problem is that those messages are only reaching a certain group of people. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's important that people are exposed to the alternative opinions. Sure. Um, I'm not saying that that my little echo chamber is right or the other echo chamber is right. But when I am exposed to that, it sort of blows my mind mm-hmm. as to how people are interpreting the same mm-hmm. set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest problem with that is that it, it's, it's not the fake news. It's mm-hmm. that we're, we're being, uh, the stuff we're seeing is being limited to the stuff that we like. And I think we need to be exposed to the people around us that have differing opinions. So in some ways, where we are now might be the same as the small town that I grew up in, except it's this newly curated, sorry, totally, newly curated (laughs) town uh, of my Facebook friends that we probably came together on some level based around our beliefs and ideologies. Yeah, we all click on clickbait around how stupid Trump is. And we all like those articles that make us feel like we're winning and we're smarter. Mm -hmm. And the truth is there's another 50% of the country out there who take those same exact news items and have a 100% opposite opinion of Mm -hmm. what just happened. Mm -hmm. 
And I think it's important that we are exposed to that. And we're, I don't think I'm getting it through news uh, at Facebook. I don't think I'm getting it through um, – I think Google's a little bit better in their news feed. They still have their, you know, picked for you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm getting more general news. You probably get more legitimate news through the BBC because it's, it's not so heavily curated towards my personal – clicking patterns because mm-hmm. of course I'm the sucker who's going to click on the Saturday Night Live thing making fun of Kellyanne Conway yeah. um, but I you know I should be exposed to the other side of that mm-hmm. and I'm not because I'm not going to click on it right no it's it's fascinating uh, I think it's fascinating in a way that um, it's happened very quickly that technology has figured that out oh yeah we're, we're so we're, <laughs> we're so in trouble right now we are <laughs> We are, and that's... And we don't even know it. That's the problem. I think that's where, uh, you know, belief is what mm-hmm. we're talking about. Like, how do you decide what of these things is in your heart of hearts how you feel and what you believe? Well, belief is more important to people than facts. Mm. I mean, perfect example, like something happens, some news item, Trump mm. says something, whatever, and... Um, People who have one belief system react in a certain way and tell a certain story. People have the opposite belief system. And it doesn't matter what the truth is. Like the news can do their best to point out what the truth is. But in the end, I mean, you can walk away. Like there was a point at which I think 30, I don't know, 35% of Americans believed that we had found weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Right. And the fact that we didn't, Mm Um, but that a heavy percentage of America believed that they did, that, that we did, is a problem. Mm-hmm. And, like, who's to blame for that? Is it the press for not actually covering it properly? Mm. Um, or is it that nobody – people just don't want to believe that they were wrong mm. or that we probably should not have gone and invaded a country that didn't actually do anything against us? Let's take a pause and make another drink. All right. Okay, so we're back. We made another uh, fine beverage using the LaCroix... Bumblemousse. Bumblemousse and... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I don't, some... I, grapefruit-flavored sparkling <laughs> water. Is it grapefruit? It tastes like it tastes like a mousse to it, me. Do, it doesn't really, but it's... I mean, if we're talking, you know, if I'm addicted to anything on the planet, it's freaking sparkling water of this flavor. <laughs> Have and you this... tried the hard sparkling water they make now? It's lime, but it's alcoholic. Seriously? Yeah, it's pretty, I have not tried it. It's a little scary. I had it on my birthday down in Pismo Beach because that's all we could find late night. Uh, it is like a vodka soda but with no vodka and lime and it's but it's alcoholic. Yeah. So it's, it's like, like a hard it, cider but it's hard it's it's hard seltzer is what they call it. Ah, it's like Delicious. uh okay. Okay. Hmm. It's like what you wish you had uh, for girls in college back when you were in college. They would have loved it. Not Zima. Yeah, Zima was awful. There. They're relaunching yeah. Zima, by the way. Are they really? You know God. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we took about a five-minute break, and uh, and Brian went off on an amazing tangent, uh, which I loved. But we came back around to uh, this idea of how do we get people to change their mind? How do we get people to see uh, that the sky is blue when they think it's gray? And... Um, some of this comes down to maybe how we're raised or education, but some of it also comes down to, in my opinion, um, everyone needs to realize we're all stuck on this giant rock together. And I often feel like people forget that. 
I feel like people are so about the division and Russia and Europe and Brexit and we have to get out. And it's like, actually, we're kind of all on a ticking time bomb here. <laughs> there's a, a ticking time bomb flying through the universe. There, we're yeah. pretty much like we need to – like there's a reason Elon Musk wants to get to Mars and it's not because of ego. It's because I think the guy realizes <laughs> we are crunched for time right now. Well, you, you do realize that, that we are more divided than we ever have been before, um, but that is by design. Mm. Um, the, the, the easiest way to manipulate people is to pit them against each other on, on matters that are – honestly, if you look at everything that's facing our country or the mm. planet right now, mm-hmm. the, the things that we're like fighting about, that we like hate each other about, mm-hmm. they're – I mean, they're important, but they're not the biggest things yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Um, we're those those what are they called wedge wedge topics? Sure. They're being used to drive us apart and drop us in the categories so we can be manipulated. Sure. I mean, what is politics other than <laughs> like before before the election? Before the election, like if you had done a poll, how many people in the country were concerned about security? Mm as their number one thing. Mm-hmm. I believe it was economic disparity, like like the fact that there is the top 1% making like 80% of the money. Yeah. Um, but somehow during the election, we suddenly, it's it's, sec- it's security. Terrorism. And- yeah. And, and granted, we do need to keep, you know, a, a watchful eye on that. But like, it, is that really the problem? Right. Or are we being manipulated into believing that's our number one priority? And I, I don't think it is. I think if people, most voters were given the chance of like solve healthcare hmm. or solve uh, the rando, you know, every once in a while terrorist attacks we get from a foreign country, mm-hmm. they'd probably go with healthcare because it affects their day-to-day pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Of course, we want to solve the terrorism too, mm-hmm. um, but we're getting terrorism from foreign countries and also Americans. Well, so who knows? And it's not like we're in this space where it's like everyone hates America because we're so free. Like we're not that free anymore. And there's other countries that are doing it better like on some level. I, I wanted to do this project. You know those like foam hands you get at like the ball game? It's like we're number one. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to like do a series of those and I still might. Um, they're like, like we're number one in uh, – what's it? Illiteracy. Uh, Illiteracy. We're probably a little better in illiteracy, but like like diabetes sure. or um, caloric intake or like number of hours worked per week sure. um, or military spending. Sure. But we're like Definitely. number we're number thirty eight in healthcare. Sure. We're number like we are not doing a good job at the important things, and it's sad that we get distracted by the things that divide us instead of fighting for the things that like actually matter in your daily life. And the thing that. Uh, for me, in my belief, I'll talk about my belief for a second. My belief is if you give everyone health care and you flatline that and you give everyone, uh, you know, some sort of universal wage, if we take some of these things off the table that divide us so hard, you get to talk about the things that are more important to everyone. I agree. But you are going counter to uh, capitalism. Sure. I mean, there is more money to be made. Like, I, I love the fact that, like, recently, I'm um, sorry to go so deep into politics, but like, but, like, the marijuana laws. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're going to enforce the marijuana laws. Like, 
all the research, every like popular opinion, everything is like just knock it off with Let the marijuana go. laws. But but here's the thing: there's no money to be made right. that way. Yeah, there's more money to be made if we incarcerate people. Mm-hmm. Sixty sixty thousand dollars a year. Um, Californians pay in taxpayer dollars to keep someone incarcerated for a year. Sure, uh, we spend ninety two hundred dollars a year mm-hmm. and, um, to put someone through K through twelve school. Mm-hmm. So, like, where is the money being made? Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, there's a lot more money in prisons. Well, and marijuana is an easy one. It's like it solves so many problems that big pharma wants to sell you a cure for. Oh yeah, like that's the easy, that's for sure. The 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 anyone that gets a little woke, I mean. Let's talk about woke for a minute when it comes uh, to belief, because woke well, is the word. Even if you get a little woke, you should be able to see that connection. Basic premise of like when you're looking at any policy or anything that's going on, even your own beliefs, mm-hmm. follow the money. Mm-hmm. And and you can look at the decisions being made right now um, – XL, what is it? I can't remember what the pipeline's name is. The pipeline's getting sure. built, yep. uh, the Russian deals, all of that stuff. Yep. It's like follow the money and see who's making money off it. And I guarantee you it's not you, um, but someone else is making a pretty penny off of every sure. decision made. When when we're talking about health care reform, the whole, uh, you know, we're going to repeal the Affordable Care Act, uh, Obamacare, and put in the American health care. Which, which apparently didn't happen today. Didn't, ha- didn't to. happen today. It might, you know, they'll, they'll keep... I don't know what they'll do. But like the the way that people talk about that is like we have to do this because of this. We have to do that because it's bad. It's never about you. It's never about people and what's good for people. It's always about where the money is. Mm-hmm. Who's like the sole purpose of government is to uh, reappropriate our taxpayer dollars and funnel it some to one place or another. Mm-hmm. So some people think it's good to funnel it to um, PBS. Mm-hmm. Other people think it's better to funnel it to um, the military. Mm-hmm. So some, I mean, I think politicians are basically the middleman brokering those deals between sure. where totally does agree. your taxpayer money go? And, you know, when you talk about belief, it's like you, you have all these beliefs, but like, just take a step back and think about where the money is. So like, how do we, how do we change? Like, how do we get someone that thinks it's okay that Trump's spending three million of our dollars to golf every weekend to say, you know what? I don't think that's the right use of my money. How do we get someone to change that? And I'm saying this from a very personal Facebook people I went to high school with. No, that, that that's a he that deserves is, a break. <clears throat> oh, it's been it's been a month or two, right? It's Seven been three times in eight weeks. It's been. We need to be spending thirty or forty million in two months. Oh, to let him go. W- wasn't 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 the uh, request by the Secret Service turned down for more money? And you know what's going to happen? That money I is hope so. No, no, but they need more. They need sixty million dollars or something more to cover his his bullshit. Well, they're going but, to their the whole family is going to Aspen. Oh, good, hooray! It's going to cost a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it's awesome that they get to travel and 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 live a good life on your dime. But here's what they say, Brian. They say, well, Obama, blah, blah, blah. They always want to go to this past space, which to me is ignorant of why they, why people want this change in the, in the leadership in the first place. Well, okay. I, I do believe it's fair to look at past spending of presidents to understa- understand what Obama spent. Sure. Um, because there were times when it's like, how much is this Obama's security costing us or blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think, that's 
if you look at the numbers, you'd be like, what the hell is going on? Um, so in, in, in the fact that Trump's own campaign raised money for his own family's businesses and so forth, um, it's all it's all about him making money. Um, I would say, though, that like if if you're supporting someone who is uh, in it for themselves, like if, if Trump had become president and just been like, I'm going to make sure that the people that need it most get the help they need. Yep. Awesome. Yep. But I don't see any signal of that. I see I see signal I see signals of like, yes, there's a secret service, but I've got my own private um, security agency that's also going to cover my security. Yep. And by the way, when the secret service asks for more money, I'm going to deny that. But what happens when his private agency needs more money? Mhm. Let's see what happens then. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I, I feel like people's beliefs may or may not like erode a little bit. But like back to the premise question, I, I don't know how to change some of those core beliefs other than through um, exposure to ideas. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you've got like people in San Francisco that will um, will we'll march, will protest, mm-hmm. will we'll go out and will support pride, mm-hmm. whatever. Like – you don't. You don't need to be. You don't need to be marching in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You need to be marching in Modesto. Yeah. You, you need to be marching in Stockton. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this rando idea that like, we know that in America, three or so million people voted for Hillary more than they voted for um, Trump. Mm-hmm. The problem is they just lived in the wrong area. That's mm-hmm. the only problem. Right. Now, easy solution is like, hey, we just need three million people to relocate to five swing states, right? Nobody, nobody's going to move, right? Mm-hmm. But if you've got a situation in uh, North Carolina where they had uh, H2B1, I can't remember the name of the law. Okay. But um, it came out and it was about a marriage equality and, and Benioff, um, head of Salesforce, mm-hmm. um, pulled out, like said, oh, we're not going to have our conferences there. We're not going to do something there. Mm-hmm. My hypothesis is that if he had said, oh, you're going to do that, I'm going to do my conference in your town mm-hmm. and I'm going to start an office in your town and I'm going to bring 5,000 jobs to your town. Right. It would have been more important mm-hmm. because you start to bring uh, money, influence and diversity sure. into areas that – diversity of thought, not of anything else. Right. Um, to areas that kind of need it. Yeah. So if the Democrats are listening right now, like your, strate- your strategy should be like identify those swing states and like work with business owners. If you had 50 big companies, Microsoft, Salesforce, LinkedIn, whoever it is, that just started opening offices in areas that were doing some bigoted bad shit, like, and bring in jobs there. I think that's how you, like, it's only through meeting people. So... Let me let me play a little advocate mm-hmm. to that. And the advocate piece would be uh, why not just say we're not a United States? Let let the let North Carolina discriminate against whoever they want. Let California uh, be whoever they want and say whatever they want. Like why do we feel this need to stay together based on something that none of us were around for? Mm-hmm. You know, none of us were around to say these United States, and maybe maybe it's time to like much like Europe, and I'm I'm talking about like Brexit and mm-hmm. Germany and yeah. all the shit that's going on. People are tight knit over there, but they're they speak different languages. Yeah, it's like uh, <clears throat> I 
for a while I was looking at what was going on in politics and I was thinking um, we are being manipulated as a country mm-hmm. into kind of rallying around uh, states' rights. And that's been a thing for a long time by like different conservative groups. Yeah. Um, states should be allowed to decide laws around abortion and health care and other things. And I think the country has fought it. I have fought it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's an argument to be made for like, you know, if, if Alabama wants to have certain laws around those yeah. things, what, how is it our right to stop them? Mm-hmm. And But I do, I do feel like it's this slow sort of like – stair-stepping us towards that belief that, like, yeah, like, women shouldn't be able to choose whether or not they want to have an abortion in those states. Mm -hmm. So this gets me back to the Bible. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Take it full circle. So, uh, you know, I I went to a a religious college, and I was raised with religious people, and the the Bible studies that happened at my college – weren't about the authenticity of the Bible. They were about the different versions of the Bible and how it should be interpreted. So we're looking at the same words, mm. which you brought up a little earlier, which yeah. which I, I, I glommed onto, and the same words being interpreted in different ways based on, uh, you know, Baptist, uh, Lutheran, um, you know, Episcopalian. These are people that are taking specific phrases in a, in the same language, which I think is let me bookmark that as well, and taking them in different ways. Now, when we think about the same language, when I compare the United States in my belief system to Europe, mm-hmm. Europe, you're looking at Italy, France, Spain, England. You have this concentrated landmass, and each one of them speaks a different language. Yeah, in that way. Things get lost in translation. In America, supposedly, it is the King's English slash came, became American that we all speak, which keeps us the United States of America, which is what people will talk about. They'll say, I believe we all speak the same language. Therefore, we should all believe the same things. People will say this to you. Well, I, I, I fully believe in the notion of separation of church and state. Um, I don't believe we practice it as a country. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the various interpretations of church or belief or religion in general, um, I mean, isn't that part of the problem? like like i would i would I would occasionally try to provoke some of my religious friends and say, like is is the Bible fact? Mm. And a lot of the responses would be like, well, there's certain pieces, like I interpret it this way. I'm like, no, no, is it true or is it false? Mm-hmm. 100% true or not 100% true? Mm-hmm. And they'd often say, well, this is this and that's that. And I'm like, if it's not 100% true, then how do you know the rest of it's true? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that logic is not, uh, you know, nobody's a fan of that kind of logic. Um, and I'm just trying to poke holes in their logic. Mm-hmm. But like, if you... If you go back to the core like reasons for belief, like I don't have anything against religious people or people that believe in God or, or people that believe that, you know, a, a conception happens at, you know, right before my orgasm. Um, it like everyone has their own system of beliefs, right? And there's there's nothing inherently wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of when they 
enforce those or try to enforce those on others mm -hmm. that I get really irritated. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I religion's religion's done a lot for the world. It's also killed a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But like, if you believe, like, awesome, good for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I have I have searched. I have not come to that point in my life. Mm -hmm. And if I find it someday, good for me. Mm -hmm. But I haven't. Right. If you have, awesome. But like, the the way that it's pushed on others mm -hmm. or it's intended to try to influence others kind of irks me the wrong way. Like, when did God ever need money? Mm. When did God ever need property or a tax break? Mm -hmm. When did God ever need power over other people to interpret? You need somebody to interpret the word of God to you? Mm -hmm. Like, why does well, that exist? Again, you're talking about there's a God. No, so I'm, if we I, take that out of it. Well, in, in, in certain belief systems, there right. is a God. I mean, in others, it's just like, yeah, you, you end up dead in the soil. Um, but, I mean, if that's what you're going to believe, that's what you're going to believe. I'm not going to, like, crap on that. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't think I have a problem with religion mm -hmm. so much as I have a problem with the establishment of organized religion. So not to throw a 180 to this conversation, <laughs> but I know, I know you are a designer by trade. I'm mm -hmm. just going to say that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you that. I know none of us should be self-identified. Well, we should all be self-identified, but... You are a designer, and I know this. Put a label uh, on me. It's I'm okay. Design. I'm going to say we're designers. What if the design of verbal and both verbal and written communication, what if the design that we are currently existing in was completely fucked up and wrong? And the way we communicate years ago when it came out when, when Latin, however far you want to go back in, in written and verbal communication, mm -hmm. what if it was all done in such a shitty way that that's why we have these belief problems today as a race? You think? I mean, I mean, who wrote the Bible? Was that not a, a political power struggle between men to disempower women to, like, establish some sort of control and Absolutely. dominance over? Absolutely. I'm like... saying – I'm going back farther than that. Oh. I'm saying – what if it's so fucked up that we, you know, if you think about it in that way, like we came up with the system, somebody came up with a system that made other people think they didn't know something and they're going to teach it to you. Oh, you don't, you can't. Oh, people after power. You can't verbalize yeah. things. You can't write things. Well, I'm going to tell you. What. I'm going to be the middleman because totally. that's my only value to society. We, we call them um, politicians. Right. All of that. Yeah. It's all because a certain small group of people decided, hey, this is what the oh, means. Where, I, mean, what... I mean, where, where is the power and control in any society? I mean, again, like if you look at belief in general, mm -hmm. if you have a relationship with God, mm -hmm. um, and I'm assuming many people do, mm -hmm. like that's your relationship with God. Sure. How fucking awesome is that? Great. Good for you. Why do you need a relationship with an organization that is raising money and sure. blah, blah, blah? Like, like no, you have a direct line mm -hmm. to God. Um, but there's somebody who's trying to play a middleman in that situation and, like, interpret mm -hmm. and teach you and mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, there's something weird about the middleman mm -hmm. in most of our society. Mm -hmm. And I, I do consider a lot of organized religion middlemen. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the thing between you and your belief and I also consider politicians sort of the middleman between like you and like what's right. Mm -hmm. Like they're just this 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 power hungry like person trying to manipulate. You know, I don't know. 
No, I've got, I mean, I've got negative opinions about everything. No, I get it. I get it. I, I think I, I think I'm thinking. Um, did you see Arrival? I did. Yes. Okay. I I really enjoyed Arrival. Mm-hmm. And here's what I liked about Arrival. I liked that it was about how do we communicate mm-hmm. up front, and we can't make mistakes. And I think when I think about the uh, the communication systems we have, um, everything's kind of based on something that. Maybe we haven't considered is not the greatest way to like when I'm with my girlfriend and I touch her on the shoulder, I don't have to say a word. She just gets what I'm feeling. Right? Horny. Sorry. <laughs> Usually it's can you rub my shoulder? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um but there's a whole we we are all living in this space of uh communication systems that may or may not be accurate. We we may we may something may have been fucked up a long time ago from a designs from a design point of view. Like from an intelligent design point of view. Yes. Like something got fucked up. And here you and I are recording a podcast with our words. And we don't even have the language to properly communicate. No, I mean, it makes sense. Maybe we're missing Uh, out on the most important shit of living. We probably are. I mean, so I've had these conversations with friends where I'll be like, okay, you can look at the spectrum of um, uh, visible light, right? Mm -hmm. We know that you can see things. We also know that in one end of the spectrum there is ultraviolet and the other end of the spectrum is infrared Mm -hmm. that our eyesight cannot see. Right. So there are things out there that we can't see. You also know that dogs smell better than you and so forth. Mm Like, if you apply that thinking to, like, every sense and every emotion, like, you know there's a whole bunch that we are missing. Exactly. And our capacity to understand the universe, like, I don't know if I believe in the afterlife. I don't know if if I believe in ghosts. But I surely believe there's energy or things going on Mm -hmm. that we don't quite understand or Mm -hmm. can't comprehend. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a a Malcolm Gladwell book. Um, I think it's... um, I can't remember which. It might be. Uh, Tipping point. No, no. It's the one at Blink. Blink. I think it's Blink. We talk about a study, and I'm going to butcher this, sorry, um, where they do a, a thing with uh, like a deck of cards. And people flip over the deck of cards. They're playing a game. Every uh, face card is worth money. Every number card is like no money. And they play this game. And what they do is they discover that like on average after every 50 flips or something, um, Participants will alter their behavior, mm. and after every after seventy five flips on average, they can articulate why mm. they're altering their behavior, and it's because one deck is stacked in their favor and one is stacked against them. Mm. So, again, I, I might be butchering the numbers, but like it's like after fifty flips, you change your behavior. After seventy five flips, you can tell someone why you're changing your behavior. But it's only after like ten or fifteen flips that your body is actually having physical reactions to flipping the wrong deck. Mm-hmm. Like your body knows, something knows before you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole bunch of shit out there we don't totally. understand. The senses we don't think about. Yeah. And and if there's anything that I believe, it's a, it's a like you need to be open to that and understanding like, yeah, I don't know if I believe in uh, uh, astrology. Is astrology or astronomy? Astrology. You, you probably don't believe in astrology, and you probably believe in astronomy. Well, it, like, there's probably people that are more sensitive to things that I can't 
like comprehend. Sure. And just the same way that people have better vision than you mm. or better smelling senses than you. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole bunch of shit out there that we don't understand. So why do we think that we're right all the time? Because how else would you want to go through life? <laughs> knowing that you're knowing knowing that you're just <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly I don't I don't know how to change people's opinion. I mean, I've tried to change people's opinion forever. It's 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 sort of shown that like you can't change people's opinion with a verbal argument, even if you show them um um uh, statistics like visual diagrams of why they're wrong. It helps, but it's not super effective. It helps. It's yeah. better than like telling them they're wrong. Um, but the, why do we feel the urge? That's, I'm going to a different level here. Why do we feel the urge to why change someone's I, opinion? Why do you and I, and I, I'm going to say that because uh, I think it's true. Why do you and I both feel like we need to change people's opinion? You need to see things the way I see things. You need to believe something the way I believe something. Because I think there are some issues that are beyond me as a person and that are important to humanity. Mm. Let's just say global warming is one of them. It's a great one. Let's say human rights is another. Perfect. Whoever. Um, and I feel like fighting for those. And I feel like if you don't if, – if you seriously, after looking at the evidence, don't believe that climate change is an issue and that we as humans have the capacity to do something about that mm-hmm. – to set up the planet for future generations, mm-hmm. um, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know how to do that because there's clearly people on both sides fighting an equation. To me, it all comes back to follow the money. Mm-hmm. Like they would say like, oh, it's scientists that are making up shit because they want to um, like, like make money. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Like how? <laughs> but some people want to believe that Santa Claus is coming down the chimney. You know, that's all they want. They're like, I put the cookies out. He's going to eat these cookies and drink this milk. That's all they want. They don't want to know that there's a giant fucking methane gas bubble that's about to burst in Antarctica and kill us all. I think that's a honestly like the whole like ignorance is bliss thing. Like I've thought about this a lot. Like, sure. like because you're a smart human. Well, no, no, just because like like I realize how some of this stuff makes me so anxious and angry and sure. like like it's 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 painful. It, it's like I want like I think there's a lot to be done for helping people, humanity, mm-hmm. and when you're blocked at every like step because people are like, no, we don't want help. Like mm-hmm. the people that voted against, that, that voted for Trump, and they're like, you're gonna take away our Obamacare. Like we thought that, you know, like the Affordable yeah. Care Act. For, yeah. Like it's like, part of me is like, you get what you deserve. Mm-hmm. Like you did not do any research and you voted on a motion mm-hmm. or for some other reason. Mm-hmm. And yeah, your health care is going to go up 300%. Mm-hmm. Like good for you. Mm-hmm. Part of me part of me, kind of revels in that. But like most of me is like, God, can't we just, can't we just do what's right for people and not stop like start – no, it's like, hard. It's it's frustrating. Like capitalism, capitalism. I'm going to yeah. call this out. Mm-hmm. Capitalism is the problem. Mm, interesting. We live in a capitalist society where the incentive is money. Mm-hmm. People are rewarded by money, mm-hmm. and that I mean that that in- incentivizes behavior that's bad. That's mm-hmm. not good for you. Mm-hmm. Prisons are not good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the 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 banking system is not set up for you. Mm-hmm. It's set up to benefit a few people. Based on capitalism and how much money people can make. How how much of what you're talking about right now is based on extreme laziness? 
Oh, I'm like, I, I think I think that people are lazy. I think that I'm lazy, so I can't really point fingers at other folks. Interesting. Um, I think that... Um, Is that why you make art? I mean, I make art because I, I love making art. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. But you uh, have to get something out of it. You have to get something... Oh, there, like I definitely need a reaction. There needs to be a response of somebody seeing it and appreciating it or hating it or whatever, death threats. That has ha- that's happened. Um, but I think that inherently, like, no one's going to take action unless you take something away. Mm-hmm. Like most people are pretty – in America are pretty like, oh, this is good. I can go to the grocery store. I have a shitty job and um, whatever. I've got a PlayStation. Um, <laughs> you, but, but you, you try to take some shit away from them. Yeah. And then they take action. Mm-hmm. So, shit that they're used to, shit that means something to them, or they think means something. For to them. sure. I mean, look at the healthcare stuff going on right now. Um, I'm just saying that, like, people don't stand up and fight for their rights. Mm-hmm. People will paint their faces and go out to a football game and root for their favorite team mm-hmm. every weekend. Mm-hmm. Until you take away something that matters to them, mm-hmm. most people won't fight for their rights. And our rights are being marginalized every day by politicians who are maximizing their profits and monetary compensation. Are you quoting the Beastie Boys? Am I? You gotta fight for your right to party. Oh my god, yes. Let's take another break. Good. Okay, so here's a question for you, Brian. Um, How do we get people to... Um, basically understand that the act of creation and believing in that is uh, is a priority for humanity. <laughs> As an artist who does shows, you have a show right now at Blackbird yes. uh, on Church and Market. Um, mm-hmm. Those of you in San Francisco should I, check it out. How I, do we get people to understand how important, like, people making shit is my god if i knew the answer to that question would i i'm not (laughs) if i had the solution i'd be doing it um you know i i'm not 100 percent sure i think that people appreciate things Mm -hmm. often when they see them but they don't quite understand like the value of them Mm -hmm. in general until they're gone Mm. so so you know when they're talking about like defunding all these public programs and the arts programs um, you know, there's a lot of people up in arms about it, but there's a, a lot of people that are probably like, meh, I don't know, what benefit do I get out of that? Right. And then it's only later when they see that right. and they see the repercussions of it, that they understand it's like, oh my God, there's another side to life than just making money. Mm-hmm. Um, so God, I, I, like, I don't know. Like, how do we keep, how do we keep people excited about things they don't understand? I mean, I, I think you got to show them. Hmm. I mean, no one no one's ever asked me for anything. No one's ever like, Brian, do some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always like I'm going to do something I believe in, mm-hmm. and then people react in one way or another. Um, sometimes the reactions are good. Sometimes they're bad. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I think that's, the, that's the, the role of creative people in society is to uh, take those chances, make something. You know, <laughs> I, I had this thing recently where um, – I went to a, a, a grant review process, and I was listening to the people review the grant proposal I had put forth. Interesting. And, um, you know, in, in general, it was pretty positive, but there were some some 
areas of improvement that were talked about. And I was thinking, you know, if I ever put an idea out in the world that like 40 to 47% of the population doesn't hate, mm-hmm. then I'm not doing my job. Yeah. Like, like I, I have no desire to do things that people are uh, like every like sure pop radio, you know, Nickelback. <laughs> Poor Nickelback. Well, no, like so, uh, not to totally <laughs> derail. I don't think this will derail. But um, I worked at a company uh, a few years ago that you might know, and I remember having a conversation with the founder, and I said, "Well, company has to decide: Do you want to be Radiohead or do you want to be Nickelback?" Do you want to be this semi-popular, but ultimately not, uh, you know, ubiquitous uh, Mm -hmm. uh, thing? Or do you want to be something that everyone knows and not everyone really gives a shit about? It's it's background music. It's 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 grocery store talk. It's tough because oftentimes people's um, goals and objectives are different, Mm -hmm. and. if your goal is, you know, <laughs> profitability and what, you know, you go for the masses. You can't piss off people. Mm-hmm. But I think the strongest brands actually take a stand for something and they fight for it. I um, So you did something years ago that I want to talk about. I do want to talk about before we hang up the, right. uh, the, uh, the podcast today. You took pictures of people driving down the 101. Pardon me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Texting on their phones. Um, what was this, three or four years ago? It's 2014, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And then you bought billboards and posted pictures of these people uh, yeah. on billboards on said 101. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, to me, I didn't, I knew you. I knew you. And I knew you were doing it. But seeing that happen, I was like, this guy's a fucking artist. Like, that, to me, was incredible because who does that right well it's not who does that but there was a un i couldn't even i i can't even put into words the there's a subtle but huge statement being made there well okay so i I was commuting for a large portion of my life at that time and um you know if if you've ever actually paid attention and i most commuters probably haven't because they're driving Mm -hmm. but if you're ever the passenger which you was, were. You were just a passenger. I was carpooling. I was taking rideshare. I was doing all that stuff. Um, so I was almost never driving. Mm-hmm. But if you look out your window and you realize how many people are using their phones while driving, mm-hmm. I don't know if they were texting. They were just using their phones, Their right? phone was – most of these pictures I saw, their the phone was in front they're of their ne- they're not, they're not looking well. up. And it's, 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 it's mostly about distracted driving. Mm-hmm. And then you read the stats around distracted driving. You're like, oh, my God. This is like – ready to blow up. Um, so I started taking photos of them and um, then was like contacted a bunch of organizations because I'm like, hey, this is a really big problem. You're doing a distracted driving campaign. Maybe we should work together. Like nobody really wanted to have anything to do with me. Mm. Um, and I get it because what I was doing was, you know, a little controversial. Um, but like, do, you, do you, let me just ask you a personal question. Mm-hmm. You ever pick your nose? Absolutely. You do it while you're driving? Absolutely. So do I. Sure. So here's the thing. I, at one point, seriously, I, cou- I, I counted. I was, like, trying to do, like, statistics. Sure. Um, there was, like, a 15 to 1 ratio between people I saw picking their nose and people I saw uh, using their phone while driving. Mm-hmm. 
in stop-and-go freeway traffic. Mm-hmm. Now, for as often as I pick my nose, that scares the shit out of me. That someone's going to see you? No, no. That people who, that there's 15 times that many people using their phones right now. Right. So um, I started taking photos, and um, I, I decided that the best mechanism for ex- showing that off was to put up billboards. And um, so I did. Super balls. Well, so did you, I don't remember, did you black out their face? Did no. Did you blur no. out their face? I mean, all the faces were like at three-quarter view or whatever. It, it, honestly, it was it was less about the people and more about the behavior. Mm-hmm. But I can see how like the whole public shaming conversation can come into it. Sure. And, um, but, but like nobody, well, that I know of ever contacted me about like, hey, you took my photo, you dick. Sure. Um, I, I did get some death threats, but I got like 90... 8.5% positive response mm-hmm. because like this is something that like like is important for humanity mm-hmm. <laughs> um safety of people like mm-hmm. ju- it's a behavior pattern that we all fall into like dude i've if you were like wearing a jacket and you try to take it off while you're driving sure. and you're like at some point your arm totally is pinned it. behind totally your back i've done that if you ever you ever gone to in and out burger in and out burger eating like i do that all the time protein style so i understand style. i'm not i'm not I'm not above like sure. reproach. What I was trying to do is just showcase that like this is so far beyond what we think is mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. that like people need to take a second glance at it mm-hmm. and think about their own behaviors. So the thing I uh, personally respected the most about it was that you weren't um, you weren't promoting yourself with it. You just did it, and there is something so uh, to me. Um, the art I love is people that just do shit and it's not necessarily like you didn't put it on your Facebook page and like you were very um, under the radar about it. And actually, Brian, I will be honest with you. You're very under the radar about your art in general, which I admire uh, and also think is important it's because you want people to just come at it with their own like they're just coming at it. They're not being it's not being forced down their throat. It's not a promoted post. Uh and when you did the billboards, <laughs> you put the billboards where people are driving, that's genius. That to me was the top-notch genius of 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 that whole campaign you did. And I don't I don't know what you're, you know, only you know why you did that. But I will say that I think it was like the perfect like that was perfect art to me, and I don't I don't say that lightly. Like that was perfect art. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, the, the, there's something funny about driving down the 101, and seeing a billboard of someone else driving down the 101. <laughs> right. <laughs> like the, the the juxtaposition of those two things, the billboard and the action and whatever. Um, well, no, like like I I'm a, I'm a shameless self promoter in general. But I don't think you are. No, I know I, you say that and you think that, but dude, you but, have but, this whole other persona <laughs> you use. Like you're not. Well, no, no like I, I guess what I'm saying is like there, there are things that are more important than a stupid artist. And sure. like when you ta- when you try to tackle big causes, and I've tried to tackle a few, some with limited success. Who knows? Sure. But like, it's not. It's never about me mm-hmm. because I'm just a guy. Mm-hmm. Some guy. Uh, yeah. Um, it's it, it it's about this behavior that has has infiltrated society. Like, I'm, I don't claim to be above it. I'm guilty of driving distracted. Mm-hmm. 
100%. I do it like everyone else. Sure. But like when you understand how dangerous it is, like let's like figure that out. Let's like stop doing that shit. Mm-hmm. And so that, that project was really about like just trying to call that out and like be like, hey, I see this every day so much. Can you guys knock it off? Because this is how people die. Mm-hmm. Um, it was your belief. It was my belief. And, and, and I think the difference, like oftentimes, I'm going to say like there's a lot of really talented artists in the world. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really important causes in the world. And often the, 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 the problem is the access to money. Mm. And in this instance, I was able to leverage something like I would call it a bonus mm-hmm. that I would get at a company. And I, you know, my fellow employees would be like talking about their bonuses, like, "Oh, I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to do this, or I'm going to, oh, I'm going to like pay off my debt, or whatever." And I'm like, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy some billboards." And that's what I did. Yeah. You know, like like it's put your money where your mouth is, and um, you know, I, I felt like it was worth it. It was I, worth it. I, I felt like I felt like my stunt, if you can call it a stunt, gen- generated more attention, more conversations, more um, online comments, more like visibility to the cause mm-hmm. of distracted driving than the I think it was eight million dollars the U.S. government spent that month to promote their distracted driving awareness campaign, mm-hmm. and you know that just goes to show that like someone should give me some money to do some stuff <laughs> some guy brian <laughs> singer ladies and gentlemen thanks for coming on appreciate it thank you